Welcome to a few deep hangout podcast where a guest and I drink multiple styles of beer and talk about this, that, and the other thing. I'm your host, Joe Varga. So come on, let's get a drink. All right, all right. What's happening, people? Welcome back. I say it's good to be back in the podcast world. Took a little hiatus, if nobody's paying attention. Uh, I stopped drinking for 30 days. Just took a break. Getting my my body flow, you know, going to the gym, doing yoga, doing all that stuff. Make my body, my mind, my spirit was one. You know, do things no one else can do. See things no one else can see. Real things is real slow pan. So, you know, but... Um, it was a struggle. I'd say the first week was easy. The second week got a little harder. And, uh, by the third week I was like, ah, I just need a drink, man. I do for sure. But you know, you're in like the home stretch and I, and I didn't do it, you know, on, uh, uh, for, for Lent particularly just did it like, you know, like during that time, but just as a, so I didn't do the full 40 days. I just did 30 days and, uh, it was a struggle. Um, uh, but yeah, when you're in a third week, you're like, I'm in the home stretch, man. I can't give up now. I just got to keep rolling, keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, my fiance was no fucking help. She just kept pressuring me. Just quit, quit it. Just get a drink. Now, of course, the fourth, the first day, you know, back. It was good. Yeah. She might have regretted it, but I did not. So, uh, yeah, so it's good to be back. Good to be hanging. Um, and I'd say my first drink back wasn't spectacular. It was just a bunch of beers, and that's okay. Nothing, nothing special. Um... Yeah, Laura's first day back was a fucking Long Island iced tea. Bad move, bro. Bad move. You made the mistake right there, okay? Call your ass out. But, uh, no. That's good. Um, but I was feeling great. Still feeling great. My voice is kind of shitty. Uh, allergies kept me fucking... Like, different, like, allergies and... California like, don't affect me that well, but here it's like for some reason like like attack the shit out of my voice. My eyes are itchy. Um, not a lot of sneezing really, a little bit here and there, but like it seemed like attacked my throat and just dry the shit at it. So like every time I'm like get ready to say a sentence like I cannot speak words, man. I can't do it. So Sorry about that. I gotta get the voice lubricated. Gotta lube it up. Um, all right. Well, my guest today was uh, Stephen Moratis, my good friend, my old roommate. Um, he's been on the podcast like four or five times now. Um, we talked a lot about. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the fuck we talked about. We talked about some. We talked about uh, like his his new uh, family home, and because he's got the family has a. Uh, some goats now, and they're kind of uh, getting, I not say used to it, but they're, 
they're uh they're getting involved like in that kind of kind of thing and it's new and exciting and fun and you know animals and pets and not pets like whatever while wow, they're super they're super awesome and just having them being around them is, is cool and then shows that every single living thing has a personality of some sort and they recognize and and uh know who you are and take time to get used to you and you know vice versa and see what else we talked about a little bit about um i don't remember i think it kind of led into some other random stuff we talked about like some some uh i think some food and, and whatnot and i don't know if that's the second round or not anyway i don't know i'm gonna ramble on so fuck it just fucking hear the conversation man hear it all right here he is Steven Ross, a.k.a. Peaches. Hey, hey. We're back. From the hiatus. Some fucking Axel Foley shit right there. Beverly Hills Cop. (laughs) Like I'm gonna solve a, a murder right now or something, but only in an '80s like comedy way. Yeah, it feels a lot more like East Palo Alto now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it. I feel the vibes. So what's happening, man? Oh, my guest, my guest, Stephen Moratis, back again, baby. AKA Peaches. Peaches. Back Peaches. again. It's been a, a hiatus for two months. Really? From the podcast. Yeah. I was not aware. But I, I haven't been drinking for 30 days. But then I like kind of like. Oh right, that I makes some, sense. Some okay. other shit to do, and just kind of didn't schedule any podcasts. And sure, but uh, I got a couple more lined up. So now it should be, uh, I guess, in uh, not full fledged, but I should have a, a good amount now. Right. Okay. Coming, coming up, but uh, let me get this shit. Okay, Darian. All right. So first thing first, my friend, beer always beer. You want to go yes. for? So I got two loggers and two like. Hoppier ones. Do you want to go? We'll start with the lagers, right? It's a, lager first. It's been a warm yeah. summer-ish day. Well, I mean, not literally summer, but it feels like summer today. Dude, it's like 70s, 80s almost. It's like Easy. 78. Easy. It's been awesome. All right. Let's go with the lager first then. We're going with the lager. <laughs> the correct answer is the lager. It's the lager. Which it just says. Look at this can. Yeah. It's... Just <laughs> lager in big letters. What is, what kind of font is this considered? It's not uh, calligraphy, right? I mean... No, it's kind of like a... Because it doesn't look like handwritten. That, that, that's yeah, it's, I'm, I guess sort of... It's almost calligraphy style, but um, like a... It almost looks like the Jaeger font. You ever see Jaeger? Yeah. What is, I don't know what that is. Is that like a gothic? Yeah. Um, I don't know why I asked this question because even if you gave me the right answer, I wouldn't be able to recognize you're it. You're like, it sounds, yes, that's it. That's the right answer. Yeah, totally correct. Yeah. But it's, uh, so it's Ultimat, Ultimat Lager, but it looks like a German or like some kind of uh, medieval like writing. Bavarian. Yeah. Uh, so it is from Ultimat in... Ooh, these glasses are a little bit warm. <laughs> and it's 5.2. Yeah, it's a little... I just poured them out of the dishwasher. Um, well, I am happy they're washed. Yes. So they're clean, just warm. 
Getting a little nice pour going. Yeah, just just a little bit ahead. You know? Just a little, just a little. Everyone ahead. can use a little bit ahead. Exactly. Traffic right. would disappear if everyone had a, just yeah. a little bit ahead. Exactly. Cheers, right. man. Cheers. To being right. back. Being back. Oh, it's good. It's tasty. I think it's like almost right what I wanted, like immediately, like nice and refreshing, like especially on a hot day. Yeah. I'll take yeah, it. A little bit more flavor than I like on some of my hot day beers, you know. It could be a little lighter. But no, it's a good flavor though. Yeah. I'd <clears> say <throat> it's it's malty and um there's no bitterness to it. Uh some kind of like some of them have like beers have that like uh that back end where it's like metallic almost you're like oh yeah you're like mm, it leaves your mouth but this one's good it has like kind of a sourness or something to it a little bit in the back or i feel something in my mouth yeah a little bit of sourness on the back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little a little smidgen of the bitterness yeah sour bitter somewhere between there nice and clear yeah uh, i like my beers clear i mean there's delicious hazy beers dude i'm tagging i'm like i'm over it <laughs> yeah. like i'm looking at the section and like all they had was like Northeast style, hazy. I can't believe it's hazy. This is a tropical haze. It's a haze, 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 hazy beer, IPA. I'm like, is there any other beers I can get? Uh, I'm like, Ugh. I'm also kind of just tired of all the hazy puns. You know, I'm a yeah. person that likes puns. You know me. I like sure. dad jokes and yeah. just stupid things, but there's just so many. I mean, beer is already full of puns all the time, but I'm sick of the hazy ones. Yeah, and there's so many names, too. It's just getting redundant. It's like... Like I was getting tired of explaining shit to people, and now like now I'm just over it. Right, like, you know it's like, right. They're like, oh, can I get a hazy beer? Fine, fine, do it. They're like, can I get a sip? No, no. What are you talking about? I need to see. You ever had a beer before? Yeah, drink it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, although the Bell Biv Dorado is freaking delicious. I mean, like I, I uh, hark on it, but at the same time, every once in a while I get a beer. It's like this is actually different and delicious. I like it, but from, a lot who's of times it? from. Ultima, uh, uh, Belbiv Dorado. Is that God from um, Alvarado Street? I think so. I don't remember. Well, you guys had it on tap. That might have been. It's guys. either Alvarado Street or, or um, um, not Moonraker, but uh, fuck, what's the other one? I don't know. I can't think of it. I'm thinking Alvarado Street probably has that. Yeah, that sounds about a, right. Or field the field work was where I go. I was going with it. Yeah, because they do the fruity, same. Like, well, maybe it was, maybe Didn't it was. Know. They seem to do a lot of those puns as well. Yeah, with it, but that was good. But. So, how are things, man? How's everything going? I saw some pictures of uh, the goat. You spent a lot of time with the goat at the at the fam. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Is so, it, is I'm not sure if I, we had moved the last time I was. No, it's been a lot. It's yeah, been, it's a, been a, a long time. So, uh, my family, um, somewhere around. I guess it must have been like July last year, told me, sat me down, and was like, well, we, we have to talk to you about something. And I was like, oh, shit, am I out of the family or something? What's going on here? And <laughs> like, out, bro. Well, we decided to all uh, move in together. Uh, you know, mom uh, doesn't want to leave here, but it's expensive. We're going to, you know, find a place and I'll move in together. You know, uh, my wife, me, my, this is my brother talking, yeah, yeah. obviously, <laughs> and, uh, like, oh, got and mom and, and your sister Jamie, and they're uh, we're all going to live there. And I was like, oh, all right, that's cool. And they're like, yeah, we're hoping it keeps us around here instead of having to go out of state or something. Yeah. And plus, like, they have a certain idea of my, like, sister babysitting for them once my 
uh, you know, my brother and his wife have kids because, right. I mean, my mom doesn't want to do that. She's retired. She doesn't want to take well, yeah, care of kids. She's know? like, she's like, I want to be around for a minute and then kind of roll. You know, I don't want to be yeah, babysitting all, day, all so, day on that. So they had uh, talked about that and they're like, hey, do you want to come with us to check out houses? And uh, I, li- I only recently talked about this, but there's a certain, you know, there's a big portion of me that wants them. Like, I know I should have input, but I really want them to find the space for themselves because they're mm-hmm. the ones going to be moving there. So I didn't really go. But they went the first week, and they showed me a couple of the spots there. Well, one of them, uh, they were looking in Castro Valley, which I had, I'd only seen uh, on a map once. And that yeah. was when I was, like, on the airplane, and we're circling. They'll show you that, like, where your airplane is and when you're going to land. And there's, like, a Castro Valley. I was like, that's nowhere near San Francisco. What the hell is that? <laughs> so I didn't even know, like, even after I saw that, I was like, oh, that's weird. They must have mistyped that. I didn't know that Castro was a valley. It was more of like a street, but okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah, two I mean, Castro streets. Or, I, I guess or, it's know. really well known across the world. Sure, they'll have it on the map. But turns out it's a unincorporated city in Alameda County. So um, okay. I was like, okay, cool. You know, East Bay is not that far away. Especially, I mean, you just have well, to... Yeah, East Bay's not bridge. terrible. You know, if you are if you time the traffic right, you're good. Mm. Which, I mean, that could be... Uh, anywhere that we might end up moving who knows right i mean it 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 is a lot like uh how palo alto in the area was when i was uh growing up in the 90s because it's a little bit more spread out i mean there's still a lot of houses but um it's it's a little bit further you feel like you know kind of like las altas used to be and all that kind of things where there's there's places where there's big lots and there's places where there's small lots where everyone living close is there uh, like a downtown or is it just kind of like a yeah there's a little downtown kind of thing that's going on there's like a small movie theater cool like eateries there and good like little like it's like a like a how town country it used to be oh okay you know that kind of that kind of feel okay um so I was like, okay, cool. You know, the first place they went to was like down a like a shady kind of street, and none was there. And they're like, well, <laughs> all right. The second one they went to uh, was super awesome. Like it had a nice patio, and the patio had a koi pond, and then behind that was a uh, a barn, and then like it, the rest of the land was like open. There's like point four five acres that was like totally. Uh, you know, not developed in any way. And the back fence, there was a, uh, there's a, there's a trail into Lake Chabot, okay. which is a pretty good little lake over there. And, uh, it was like awesome. And they're like, oh yeah, and guess what? And I was like, what? And they're, it comes with the goat. And I was like, <laughs> what? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this sounds like some like, uh, you know, ancient, like Europe, Eastern European kind of tradition. Like, like, you also get a goat. You also get a goat. The, the, yeah, the know. deal is sealed with this goat. Yeah, um, like, fuck the house, give me the goat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, that's freaking awesome. And so that was like the second house they ever looked at. And then they went to a couple other spots, but didn't really tell me about it. They're like, oh, they're nice, you know. And this was kind of like the real big kind of dream one. Uh, they had their, they out, their heart set on that one. Yeah, and so it turned out that same week that they looked at it, like it got sold. Oh, and they're like, oh shoot. You know, it's a bummer, yeah. Um, but then on Saturday it was back on, so it was like a Thursday or something. It sold after they had visited on like the Sunday before that. Yeah. And my brother and his wife were just like, her name's Stormy. Yeah. Um, they're like, we're just gonna drop by and put down a bid. You know, might as well if it's back on. So apparently, um, I guess the person, the people that were trying to buy it, like, 
all that like 4.45 acre behind the house they were gonna try to develop it but turns out there's it's not an easy way to do it right now oh uh or it's like most people there's probably a way to do it but you have to be pretty clever to figure that out um so i think what happened was that that was probably a big part of them being able to purchase this is to be able to sell the back part right so when they backed out and then my family just put something in we got it we got that dream one so that's how we got a goat last year and they moved in like september and uh yeah I, i went up and visited and there's a little goat in the back that they got Basically, the reason they had it is just to control the weeds in the backyard, and so right, right, yeah, down and everything. So they had it really. It wasn't like a pet goat. They didn't really like like it, or well, I don't know if they liked it or not, but they weren't like hanging out with it or like treating it, you know, giving it a lot of attention or anything. Right, right. It's just kind of back there, right? Yeah, kind of like, hey, we should probably get some water to the goat. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, which you know, yeah. So. You know, I'm a big animal nerd, and my my sister is too. My brother and his wife love it. My my mom liked the place because she used to grow up with horses, and I think she got rid of the horses around when soon after I was born, just because you know three kids and horses right, right. just doesn't really mix. Um, and uh, so she's totally down for it. So yeah, I mean, we got a goat, and she's like uh, it's a lot of personality, kind of shy, but like slowly kind of warmed up to us and. You know, I'd feed her like treats or something like that, and she'd like put them in her mouth and just kind of immediately spit them out. I was like, "What?" But eventually, she'd like trust us more, and she started eating it. And now she, you know, loves the treats and everything. Oh, and cool! She doesn't like kind of when you come in, she doesn't really run after you or anything like that, unless you have food in your hand. Right, so but, she just kind of like stands there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we we just got a second goat because one of our neighbors. uh I guess they might be moving away. And I mean, that's basically why we got a goat. Like, they're like, I don't know if we're going to find a place that has a goat. Plus, we probably won't need a goat in the next place we live at. Right, right. So he's younger. I guess he was raised by like 4-H club, you know, where the high schoolers take care of a... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Take care of an animal. Right, uh, right. Show it at like state like fairs those, and shit. That or like the... I forget. We used to have something in high school where it's like barnyard day or something. Mm-hmm. And you just, yeah. So the school take takes care of it, and then they kind of show it around. And... Right. And then it either goes to the slaughter or uh, someone takes it home. Right, right, yeah. And I guess that's what happened with this one. So uh, he was like, he's like a year old. He's like a big boer goat, which is a uh, South African breed of meat goat. Okay. So he's like, I, I mean, I guess he's only like a year or two old, and he's like 200-something pounds. Damn. He's not super tall, but he's bigger than most dogs, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's like the same height as like... I don't know, pretty tall. It's like 30-ish inches to the shoulder or something like that. You know, so that's a pretty big dog. That's, that's a huge dog. Yeah. So, uh, but he's like super personable. Like, yeah. He like comes up and wants his head rubbed and scratched and he'll like just follow you around. And once he hears you coming in, he'll run towards you. So it, it's interesting seeing those two different kind of personalities yeah. and seeing how goats differ so much. And it's it's kind of cool because you, you never really interacted with a goat before like that, right? It was kind of you know. just like, you know. I mean, much, most people don't unless they're at like a petting zoo. Right, exactly. Or, you, yeah, I guess or if they do have it for their... Cause I know Rooney had a goat. Yeah. But it got it got eaten. Oh, yeah. By like mountain lions. Yeah. Do you have to worry about that over there? It's, there's not too I many. I think coyotes are the bigger worry. I don't know why mountain lions wouldn't be a worry, but I know people don't really talk about at least, like they say that most of the killings around there are like coyote. Mm. We do worry about it, but you know she's been there for like 
10 something years mm. she had someone else that lived with her too another goat um do you guys put her away or? no she just has her we we built uh a little house for her i built like a little lean to and now we just made this little gate area but mostly it's just to keep the uh, male goat away from eating her food oh, when we cool. feed them yeah but we yeah we don't put them away <laughs> i i want to do it at some point but yeah. uh i want to build something but again like she the only time so she used to have another you know goat back there with her and it actually got killed by uh, like dogs and apparently like dogs are a big like just dogs from the just neighborhood just regular dogs yeah. yeah apparently that's one of the bigger threats out there like all our apparently all our domestic animals just eat shit all the time like that's cats kind of, that's kind of true destroying yeah. endangered animals and everything like that but. yeah our cats will fucking they go crazy yeah fun times it's wild wildlife and domestic life yeah, yeah. it's funny though cause, uh the with like goat like you know i take pictures of it because like i love you know so my I say, pets, like your instagram's you know? like full of like the, what's the goat's name uh winnie is winnie. the female right and uh, that we have a lot of goats but remy is the new one and there's like, a lot of them there but they are definitely the most popular pictures i post yeah yeah i'm like get the most likes yeah, i'm like i'm getting a lot of goat <laughs> a lot of goat action i'm like wow this is awesome yeah i mean it's it, yeah a lot of people don't get that exp- i mean i guess that's why is a lot of people don't get exposed to goats no in this. it's not a popular thing of like hey look i'm taking a picture of a goat but mm-hmm. you like but it's cool because you get to kind of see this interaction and then the, the journey of like what you're posting because you like you i mean because you also caption it with some stuff and it's right. like and you know because I remember at first it was like, oh, she's super shy, you know, that kind of stuff. And she's not really taking to like some of the food, blah, blah, blah. And then, mm-hmm. and then it kind of comes full circle when she's like, oh, she's really outgoing now or yeah. she's really used to us. And like once you get used to you, it's like a different vibe. Yeah. So it's cool to see the journey, you know, through the pictures and the captions of like that whole vibe. That's yeah. Cool. I mean, it definitely, it's easy to forget that like outside of our domestic and like our pets that we have in our houses that there's right. those uh, other relationships that you can have and uh definitely makes me think so differently about like how farms are and everything it's it's, it's got to be a complicated because I, I mean i'm still someone that's going to be a carnivore and so i have to accept that like yeah I'm i the would same. be able to have a relationship with something i ate yeah and, but I agree. That's fine, you know, because like, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of on that same level where I actually, I want to have a farm of some sort too. Would be really nice. Mm-hmm. That's a dream. That's probably a dream thing for me as well to just like have kind of like a ranch farm. Yeah. Um, but I'm on the same level as like I have to to come to terms with like something that I'm gonna be friends with. I'm gonna be eating them later. Yeah, I can point. do that. Yeah, though. I can do that. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I can do that with. Well, I mean, I I have fed some of my baby geckos to my snake yeah because the baby gecko was like like hurt or something or inbred and uh you're like okay you gotta go you can't you can't use your back legs uh let's yeah yeah you're on the that's kind of weird you're on the food chain i'm sure a lot of people won't i mean i know i know a couple of people that are gonna hate to hear that i did that (laughs) but i don't i mean (laughs) i don't know those are the type of people that will never own those kinds of animals anyway it's like or you know having a pet like that or just or understand the uh, the 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 complication or the the work i guess really just that goes into owning like a, a reptile or something like that and like what you have to do like with mice and like, mm. that's i mean that's the thing that's like always baffles me about people and fucking they get all up in arms about like you know like 
oh, save all the animals. It's like, mm-hmm. listen, I love animals too, you know? And I eat a lot of vegetarian stuff. I try, you know? Me too, yeah. So I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat a lot of, you know, veggie burgers and veg- vegetarian anything. But I also love fucking meat. And I don't think it's wrong. And I think raising or dealing with something is is the way to do it. If you do it in a more humane way, then that's, you know, it's people that are like, you know, having these uh, terrible farms, like raising like pigs and letting them like mm-hmm. just roll in their own shit. And then you like just, you know, you have no heart and you just take them out and slaughter them like that kind of shit. Like the factory farms, like, you know, that yeah. kind of bullshit. Yeah. The industrial complex uh, is yeah. like terrible. I mean, just the environment. Yeah. Also, I mean, I think it, I think a lot of people would enjoy because I like doing stuff around the farm there or the barn. You I know? I think it's, it's super uh, fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't have to be managers at some business and could be some farmers and take away from those huge complexes that are making like having thousands of you know animals in confined spaces and having like a bunch of community sourcing farms and stuff like that and. Yeah, I think, and part of it's just how, how we eat too. Like that, I I mean, I'll go out to a burger place or some of these fast food places every once in a while and like totally indulge. But at the same time, there's like just looking at these people doing these like steak with like pork tenderloin and bacon on it. And it's like, no, that's just you don't need that much meat. That, that's just gross. I mean, You're sometimes disgusting. I mean sometimes it's it's awesome. You know, you get a, like a flame mignon with like a fucking wrapped in bacon. Yeah, but like, yeah. how much do you see this like? Like but, on Instagram, wherever like that, like, forty pound burrito, or this burrito is stuffed with more burritos. It's stuffed with hamburger. That's stuffed with lobster. Well, yeah, it's all that bullshit. Like I always watch um, at the bar I'll have on uh, like Food Paradise or something, or, or like um, burgers, brews, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Or there's like another one that's like uh, I can't remember the name. It's like barbecue and something, but it's always just like fucking 40 tons of racked ribs and shit yeah. you're like dude why is somebody cooking like a gazillion ribs like yeah and they're not even like a big like restaurant or anything it's just like you know it's just like this like guy who like is out there like smoking like ten thousand ribs it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the same time it's like i get it but it's like meat overkill it's like yeah one section and one like they're just kind of like taking that and just kind of like I don't know. It's it's like over. It's overdoing something. Yeah, you know, that you don't need to do. Gratuitous. Yeah, for sure. And just wasteful. And most it, of the time, wasteful is what probably the word I was looking for. Wasteful because of like, you know, it's like you're stealing the share. Basically, you're, yes. You're, you're like, I have yes. forty pounds, or I have like not forty pounds. I have like you know forty fucking tons of fucking meat. Mm-hmm. This guy has like a pound of meat. You know, and he's like, yeah, I don't care about the you know, spread it around. Don't don't yeah. Don't fucking I don't know. It's. I think if we all took like a couple of days off of meat, mm-hmm. you know, the world would be a better place. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. I think it's uh, ridiculous to be totally non-meat. Um, also, I think. Yeah. And then sometime in the near future, did you ever? Uh, oh no, this is a more obscure book. I don't think anyone's read it. There's one book that I was reading that was like a science fiction, and basically, uh, they uh, this one. Uh, alien race had uh figured out a way to basically grow meat and bones without having or like grow an animal without ha- having a head okay which 
I don't think we're very far off of, and I'm. It might be even more economical to just grow lab meat because that's what people definitely are doing. happening. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely what they're doing. So I, I do believe there's going to be a place where we don't really uh, need to slaughter animals, and I. But I always believe that we need some kind of meat. Not like we can't live without it, but I think there is. There has always been some kind of connection to man and meat that it, it is important and. Uh, I, I think it's the same it's as efficient in certain ways. Yeah, I think it's the same as like the food chain, you know, with where there's carnivores and like, you know, it's, peop, you know, this thing eats that thing and that eats that thing and we eat this thing. It's like, I think, yeah, we overindulge, definitely, and we go a little too far. Um, but I think it would be, I mean, I, I think if 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 everybody were were one with the animal and then you know had a, had a nice humane farm and raised things and you know or just know that a local farm is raising it and taking care it's like you don't have to be the one who slaughters you don't have to be the one who does this it's like <clears throat> you know if you just have like a good humane company or farm that like takes care of those animals like really well and then you know they're willing to sell the meat and all that stuff and that's what they do it's like that's that's what i think the world needs more of it's like you're almost it's like some kind of like you're in you're in touch with the earth too it's like mm-hmm. rather than being like um created in a lab i guess or something you know it's like i know it's happening it's gonna it's still gonna continue yeah um yeah i mean what you have to think about like is that uh more economical and efficient yeah. in a pollution way as well right right exactly because you know? that's one of the problems with some of the like uh like australia like to go to a uh, vegetarian diet and have it all produced in Australia, it's would be well. Some some studies or some figures say that would be more expensive and detrimental to the environment if we raised a lot of the ground and put, you know, invasive or non-native species or just non-native to that particular area, mm-hmm. um, and like grew that. Like that would destroy a lot more habitat and a more species than allowing cows to graze on something where the animals could still live between the grasses and you don't you know displace any natural or less natural like uh uh flora mm-hmm. so there i mean and also like looking at um industrialized organics like growing food organically when you put it to a huge scale can zap and bleach and take away a lot of the uh, area's natural kind of resources and nutrients. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it can't, I mean, a lot of times the way like big companies try to do it, it will end up being pretty, uh, pretty harmful to the area cool. and, and just the practices in general. So it's not like so easy to say, let's go all vegetarian and that, that's going to solve all problems. It's, there's a lot of problems no, no, that come no, up yeah. with trying to uh, displace that same amount. But that said, there's definitely too many cows and too many, like, just huge farms that exist. Yeah, uh, yeah like like slaughter farms or <clears throat> you're just, just like, uh, just shitty farm, shitty practice farms. Like, yeah, you know, practices in, for sure. In practices, you know, just like raising their animal terrible or keeping like 10,000 chickens in a goddamn coop and not letting them out of a cage like you know just kind of like running the mill down and just feeding them that way it's like 
Dude, let them get out in the yard and, you know, let them have a little bit of a life. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, I get that they're going to be food, but it's like, shit, we're all going to be food or somewhat. Yeah. You know, right. at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, sooner or later, we're going to be some kind of food, like worm food or fucking, you know, whatever. Give back to the earth. It's basically kind of what it is. Yeah. I mean, the problem that people have is that they actually know that they're responsible for this death. Yeah. You know, like that's that's different than knowing that, you know, eventually something will happen where this person will die. Maybe you were part of the cause or whatever like that. But to actually know that this being died for you to consume. Yeah, like that is I can see that being hard. But at the same time, it's been happening a long time. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how like animals work. They interchange like their nutrients from one thing to the next and goes on. Um, so, I mean, I th- still think there's ways that we can. There's more technology that goes towards maybe being more even to both sides, but that's you know this is a hard thing to argue when both sides want just their way. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's meteors a- just want to have all the meat they can have all the time, and vegetarians just like no, none of that. No yeah. one can have this. Yeah, I guess that's the problem with a lot of uh, topics and a lot of issues with people, right? It's like. They're all one-sided, you know, or they're leaning. So they're like, nobody's in the middle anymore with anything. It's like, I like meat. I like vegetables. I like everything. I like the combination together. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want a ton of meat. I don't want a ton of vegetables. I want it somewhere in the middle. I want it to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I like variety, you know, everything needs to be kind of in that way. But like, you know, politics or fucking you know, vegetarians and fucking meat eaters or whoever, like, right wing, left, like, you know, everybody's, like, all, like, leaning towards one side. It's, like, right. it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It's, like, we're all Democrats. We're all Republicans. I was, like, you're all motherfucking morons, dude. You're all fighting for one cause. and you're, like Yeah, you're all people, and yeah. you're morons for not realizing that kind of bullshit. Right. It's just dumb. And, like, no, but there's no middleman anymore. It's, like... Well, there's too many agendas that people want to have X off and slide off that. So that the, one of the problems I think is is particularly pernicious is the uh, like people are so afraid of being wrong, yeah, and being weak or being vulnerable or whatever like that. But there's, uh, I, I will say this like just flat out: I have never grown more uh, efficiently than I have from a tragedy happening in my life nothing else in the world has has like caused me to change drastically as a like tragedy will make me change yeah and people are way way too afraid it's not like go find tragedy it's don't be afraid when bad things happen like so uh you know recently my bike got stolen oh yeah that's right yeah yeah everyone and I really appreciate it, but everyone's come up to me and been like, oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear about your bike. Uh, you mean, it must be so violated. And like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I know that's like something really close to you and you've had for a while. And, uh, you know, I have. I, I, I think my brother bought it for me in like 2005 for like $5.99. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's about time for an upgrade. You know, like I've had that bike. It worked well for me. Like I like I probably would have felt maybe a little bit more violated if the person hadn't just walked away from my bike because I forgot to lock it. Like I didn't lock it through the top tube or whatever. So right, right. the lock was laying on top of the bike. It didn't lock the bike on there. 
And I'm and for me, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, it sucks that someone has to do that or feel like they have to do that to, you know, gain something. But uh, hey, man, I, you know, I got 14 years of joy and use out of that. Let's. I probably should have bought a new bike anyway. And yeah. like, it really doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Um, I appreciate anyone saying that because I know that's them being empathetic and everything like that. But it, it's kind of. I'm just. It's 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 funny. Just to be able to see something from uh, fr- trying to find gratitude in a tragedy or badness, and that's what has that's that's tying back to I've only learned things really well from tragedy, which is which is great. I mean, that's like I feel like even for me knowing you, it's like that you've come a long way in that aspect of just when you when you when we're all like learning things from certain tragedy. You know, I do the same. Same as well. Or I, you know, learn something from a bad situation. It's like, you know, or, or anything like that, you know, it's like, but yeah, the fact that you can say that you, you put it in a, you put a positive spin on, uh, a, a bad thing that happened, you know, it's like, well, I hope that guy, you know, whoever stole my bike enjoys it just as much as I did for the last 14 years, you know, it's like, I think, I feel like people don't value a lot of things. Um, as much as they should, it's kind of like a get rid of whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you get like a good use out of something like that, like I've had it, you know, for a long time, and you're like, oh, you know, I put like brakes on it or tires, and sure, you know, it's been a great bike to me. But yeah, maybe it's maybe it was time for a new one, and then this was just what it was, you know, and this is how it had to happen, yeah, um, to get a new one. But you know, you you're leaning on the the positive note rather than being like fucking piece of shit motherfuckers like right. you know you're like getting all up in arms about you know which is also a normal response you know and, and that's a lot of the way uh, a lot of people would lean you know that's something that like would happen to them that like if something got stolen mm-hmm. you know whatever like it may be you know i don't know yeah yeah i mean and then the way i'm trying to like tie this back to like kind of th- things we're talking about earlier with like vegan and or, or vegetarian and meat it's like there's People don't want to <clears throat> let their side maybe lose a little bit and also, you know, say maybe, oh, I lost this battle, but there's still a war going on. Yeah. People will always use the saying like, well, I lost the battle, but I won the war. But what, what about like you just lost this battle and there's still a war? There's still things you can fight and change about. And that's, yeah. And that's something we're definitely lacking is that like when something doesn't work exactly as advertised, we go, hey, Let's do the exact opposite then. That's mm-hmm. not. That's not. That's not how, that's how it's supposed to go. No, no. It's like it really should be like, okay, that didn't work. So let's put some of your tweaks into there. Yeah. But it's people just want it so bipolar. They want it this way or that way. They do not want any kind of gray because it seems like their side's losing. Then maybe people won't contribute to their fun next time, and that's a problem too. Is that like if? Yeah, we should try to fund people only if they achieve what they're talking about doing. But yeah, we also have to understand like uh, there might still be more war to happen. There's absolutely more war, and it, and then always depending on the subject and what you know what's going on. It's like, but it's so it's so it's so um, it's so interesting how people kind of like lean towards like a certain way for like so long for for like wrong causes like that you know and um 
it's it's a uh, it's it's kind of like a weird thing to swallow because like like even coming back to the to the meat thing it's like it's like I have friends I have a lot of friends and like because I love cooking you know I think you love cooking mm. and you know we kind of like you, you know we've we've had a lot of those talks you know and then trying and put things together and you know and meat sometimes will bring out a dish like no other you know and mm-hmm. be the star even if it's a vegetarian dish and you add a little bit of like you know beef broth to it and you just sure, cook those yeah. veggies in like a southern dish you know and i have some of these people who kind of lean towards like just not eating meat just cuz right and i always ask them like is there are you like an animal lover and they're like nah i mean it's not that i just i just don't like the taste of meat and i'm like <laughs> oh all right okay. all right all right i guess if that's a thing or they're just like I just do it kind of like for health reasons. I'm like, I, even that, I don't think you're right because you don't really know what healthy is and isn't sometimes. No, oh, we don't totally know. No. And also, we don't. well, it's not bipolar like that either. It's not no, two it's, sides. It's not two sides. Like I said, it's everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Everything in moderation. It's like, a, it's like something like me and Laura were just looking at like, uh, like for some reason we, we, uh, we're looking at like, uh, there's more uh, heart attacks in younger people now. Really? Uh, as a statistic would st- say, like, I think this year or last year, there's a statistic that there's more uh, heart attacks in younger people now because of the amount of abuse that they do to their body. And it's always like this, like, you know, same same kind of deal. Like, you know, don't eat red meat. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, it's because everybody's on fucking some kind of drug. It's like yeah. they're taking like multiple shit, even if they don't have any like problems. It's like yeah, pill. It's a pill popping fucking world of universe. It's like where everybody's just kind of like doing their one thing, and it's like that same side. It's that one side who's like, no, drugs are awesome. Like you know, it's like I couldn't get through the day without popping one of these things. It's like yeah. what the fuck yeah. are you talking about, dude? Like. That's kind of like on the same like I'm one sided like popping pill like there's pill poppers like right. you know Zan- I have to take a Xanax every night it's like what well yeah or people just need to be happy it's like I'm happy or I'm not happy but right. no you're a lot of other things and that's that's one of those other things about like understanding tragedy yeah um uh, my headphones just cut out did they cut out uh just kind of um. Oh, jiggle! Oh, you're supposed to use those ones anyway. Oh, am I? Yeah, yes. you can switch them out. I'm gonna switch them out. Yeah, you can switch them out. I can still hear you. <laughs> those are the yeah, other okay. ones. Okay, they yeah, better. Yeah. yeah, those those ones are kind of finicky. They're comfortable though. They are comfortable. I mean, right now they're a little warm. But those are the Dre's. Those are the Beats. Oh, the Beats. Oh my yeah. gosh, those should be like night and day almost. Yeah, compared yeah. to those. Well, actually, those are pretty good too. Those are Sony. Oh no, I mean, yeah, the, the sound quality is good. Yeah, but um, but those are older too. What were we just talking about? Um, we're talking about a lot oh, of things uh, like tragedy but, and like. But, there's there's little things like even just having boredom or having like depression or any of that is yeah I'm not gonna say you know it's good to have depression but I well okay no it's sometimes, good. sometimes it is good to be it's sad it's good to recognize that you have been sad and have been depressed but that's a natural uh, that's a natural feeling yeah the same as like when I moved from the East Coast to here depression over there is like real to me mm. you know it's like gloomy it's dark it rains during the summer how the fuck does it rain during the summer out here in fucking the you know 
fucking Palo Alto in the Bay Area, like it does not rain in the summer. Mm-hmm. You got clear skies the fucking like f- seven months from like spring to fall. It's like nothing but blue sky. Right. That's it. You'll get a fluctuate of like wind, you know, here and there, but then it ain't raining in the summertime. You know, you could plan something and not worry about it, right? Like, it's like, yeah. let's go to the park uh, tomorrow. It ain't going to rain. Cool. No. Yeah. There, it's like, uh, we it might rain tomorrow. <laughs> we don't know. So, um, depression over there, it's just like, it kind of gets you down. Right. Out here, we're like, you're soaking up the rays in the sun. It's like, all right, well, I'm kind of, I got out, I sort of got out of that funk. It almost makes me sad in a mm. way. When I want to be sad, because mm-hmm. I have to like mm-hmm. close all the curtains, turn everything off. <laughs> I got to set the mood to be sad, you know? Like, yeah. even some of the sad music that I used to love, like, it doesn't really hold value so much hmm. anymore. It's hard, like, to get to get my thirst for depression, you know? Like, when you well, want that it. Might, that might also be just a growth thing, too. It could be as well. It could be as well. That is, you uh, know, just happens to be connected with those two different parallel, I mean, different times, really. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, which, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm always like, I think I was like, I think I'm just too busy to be sad or I'm like too busy to like be bored, you know, those kind of, you know, that kind of vibe. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like going, going back, we're kind of like, I don't know where the fuck we were talking, but it's like, um, it's kind of like being one sided towards something or, you know, also just being abusive towards something like even the meat it's like it's all meat or nothing you know it's all pills or nothing it's you know it's like it's such a weird vibe from people because that's all they get all up and like we need all the guns we need no guns it's like shut the fuck up tired i'm tired of all the topics about it it's like that's all you get online yeah you know it's like people just like being like i love my guns well i mean it's kind of like the the meat argument it's like you like Really, all you need is like a handful size piece of protein, really, to be uh-huh. good for the day. But and that's probably what we had for thousands of years. It's only now that we're gonna have. Well, like, that was like spread through like the vit, like a whole, like a like a one. So one cow would have, yeah. If you if the cow is, you know, ready to be put put down, or a little bit before it's ready to be put down, because if you wait too long. It'll lose yeah. its it'll lose its meat, basically, you know, sort of like it, it'll just kind of be yeah, bad. People age. I mean, things age. Yeah. Um, so if you you get a nice cow, you've had it for you know a good amount of years. It's ready to be slaughtered. You slaughter it. It could feed a family and a good sized family for over a year, just mm. the meat alone. Mm. One cow, mm-hmm. a whole year. And if we all just kind of like would really recognize that yeah we could have so much more like we could have we could have the best of both worlds we could yeah. have a lot of animals running around we could have a, have a lot of fucking vegetables growing and love in life yeah you know if we just learn to portion and learn to learn to like not be so fucking greedy with with anything with right with your portion size like with like you said like a, a protein yeah, palm of your hand or something. That's probably less than that it? because your stomach is the size of your fist. Right. Yeah. 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 You I know? mean, a lot of digestion happens from. Well, it's all there. you know, but it's like a lot of portion size. It's like you don't need all those portions. Yeah. Your you know your mind 
is is trickery. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the easiest thing I've seen examples of it is like going to like Carl's Jr. or Jack in the Box or whatever and getting like a medium drink. And I because I'm like, oh, I don't want that much to drink. I get a medium. These mediums are like what big gulps used to be in the '90s. They're like freaking huge. They're they're yeah, like I get small like everything. Twenty, yeah. And I, I I rarely go, and, and even when I do go, I usually just get a sandwich at you know these places. Um, but one time I was like, oh yeah, I'll get a medium soda. And it was, I feel like the oldest person in the world saying this, but not back in my day, well yeah, a medium was about twelve ounces. And I got I you know I get shit at the bar too when I like speak my mind, like when people ask me something too like that, and and like, um, and you know even about like the fast food thing, it's like I'm like ah. Uh, I was like, I don't, I don't really. If it has a drive-through, I don't really go to it. Like, I don't go to the fast food places. Like, they're like not even like Taco Bell. I'm like, Taco Bell's the worst thing in the fucking world. And they're like, I love Taco. And Bell. And like, there's a vegetarian. <laughs> and I'm gonna blast you, Megan, because I love you. Uh-huh. But Megan, my friend, she's like, you gotta go to Taco Bell. You have to. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking vegetarian. And you're going to fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, but they're like, their vegetarian burrito is like the. I'm like. It's no. fucking dog shit. Yeah. Everything is dog shit. But what about 2 a.m.? I was like, 2 a.m., I'll make something at home. I'll eat a frozen pizza before I eat fucking Taco Bell, or I don't give a fuck. Even if you go, well, DiGiorno is worse than, you know what? Go suck a dick. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what's worse. You know, it's not, everything's worse at 2 a.m. You shouldn't be eating at 2 a.m. That's yeah, the point. That's but if I'm going to, I'm going to fucking make a frozen pizza, or I'm going to have some shit at home that I'll be like, I'm going to throw some shit together. Yeah. I'll figure it out. You know? Yeah, I, w- I wish I was that, but I still love my fast I mean, I grew up on fast food. It's just so nostalgic to me. So I got my so my, my thing I'm on, on the fast food thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't actually eat very often. No, all, no, no, but- I know. But, uh, so my opinion on that is we all age, and it comes with a level of maturity and that also has to deal with food. Mm. And for as you're raised, because we're all raised like, I, you know, I fucking I raised on fucking garbage food, you know, Domino's pizza and fucking Chinese like and uh, McDonald's and Burger King and, you know, all those like terrible Kentucky fried chicken when you just eat the fucking bread off of it. I was like, that's that shit used to be my fucking jam, you know. Drink the gravy, you know, inject the gravy of yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken in my fucking veins because that shit was awesome. Put it in an IV bag. Yeah, but to me, it's a level of maturity. It's kind of like a let you level up. Yeah, it's like you stop going to those places because they don't hold substance anymore. There's no nutrients in it. It all it is is like a craving sort of thing. You it's know? just a drug. It's yeah, it's all it is, and. Delicious, delicious drug. But like, it's at my end. My opinion is like you. You kind of just graduate instead of go, going to those places. It's like no, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. No, I just told myself, I'm not gonna fucking do it. I'm just gonna. Well, I mean, they're dixnay it altogether. They are definitely engineered food. You know, like to well, be it's blasted like- through to poor people through commercials. Oh, yeah. Oh sure, sure. But what? I mean, I'm just saying in in general that foods. Yeah, you're right. It's terrible because it's engineered food. Like you, they did a National Geographic had this one uh, magazine. Well, one of their volumes uh, was about how uh, measuring 
the amounts of times we bite or how many chews we have for each bite. Yeah. And this was like probably early 2000s is when this particular, uh, what's, what's one of the magazine called? Like, is that the, you say National Geographic? Or? Yeah. Like, but in general, like when you have one of the magazine, like their issue, there you go. Oh, just an issue. Oh, oh right. Okay. That's stupid for a second. That's, no, that's um, okay. <laughs> I get stupid every this, day. This I get stupider every day. Yeah, every right. Day. <laughs> this particular issue uh, had the, the their main story was about like fast food and how it's evolved and or what the other implications or other things that have happened. And they had like how many chews someone did on average. Since apparently this was a study, I don't like. I'm still kind of curious why they were studying how many chews people have each bite but i guess they had already started doing like fast food research because that was like a radical thing in the in like what the 50s 60s to 70s where like that there's diners but then there became so mcdonald's yeah mcdonald's i was like in the 50s i believe where it was like a fast food burger joint where you could go and get burgers and fries and that was like and so there's a lot of there's a lot of pushback because you know this is that's taking away from like it was commercialized and romanticized in a certain way where mm-hmm. this was like, well, this is what, uh, you know, Joe Blow does. If you want to be a normal person and you want your neighbors to think you're normal, then you need to go to this fast food, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of that kind of thing. But there's also a pushback of people like conservatives who are just like trying to get, oh, this is going to break up the family, you know, where, you know, your wife isn't going to cook no more kind of shit. So like basically, they, yeah, there's, <clears throat> there's studies there trying to, you know, make it look bad. Um, I mean, I'm guessing, I mean, right? well, there's studies going to make it look good and there's studies going to make it look bad. Yeah. You know? So, so one of them, um, I'm not sure if like, you know, they really had a bias like that, but I'm figuring they did. Probably. Um, so there was how many bites per, I mean, how many, how many per choose bite. per bite? And in, uh, I guess whatever early date it was when they first started that study, it was like per bite, they had like an average of 23 chews, which seems like a lot to me. But, and then, uh, in the early Better 2000s, for digestion anyway, it, well, it is, it is. I mean, that's what they're kind of saying is that like some of this food, um, is engineered to crumble in your mouth and just right. be easier to swallow. So, so, you, so can you take more so you get, and also you can get probably full less. Yeah. So not, you know, not quicker because yeah. it'll take a little bit more time if the food is like nothing. Because it's like the equivalent of styrofoam. Right, right. It'll or just maybe break down, styrofoam, break down into, it's like eating a, a, a bowl like, of lettuce. Right. It's, it's big, but then it breaks down. And break down to like mostly nothing. Just air, right? Yeah, to nothing. So it, like in the early 2000s when the, this issue came out, the latest thing had said that it was now down to like eight chews per bite. Oh, geez. Which is, you know, almost a third. It's a third of that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, mm. yeah, they're definitely, it's not good food. No, it's and not. You really just can't, like, do it in industrialized like that. No. Where are we drinking now, speaking of? Uh, next beer. Thanks. We're moving on. <clears throat> We're moving on, moving on. Uh, this is uh, Foreign Object. Is it Foreign Object or Foreign Objectively? No, it's Foreign Objects. Foreign objects. objects, yes, yeah. So foreign objects that's from Connecticut, Stratford, East Coast beer on the West Coast here. Mm. This is a new American hoppy ale. Oh, a new American in the Gold Dust Rush. So yeah, which is beer gold. You know, the Gold Rush. It's the mm-hmm. beer gold rush now. The new hazies. Oh. Everybody's cashing in on that shit. People probably made a fucking ton fuck of money 
off of hazy IPAs or hazy hoppies or something. Sure. Because this is the equivalent of exactly what it looks like. But I'm going to tell you what. It's tasty as fuck. Oh, yeah. It's okay. juicy. Sure. It's very nice. Gold um, dust rush. Mm. Doesn't really say what kind of hops is in it or nothing. No, it doesn't have just... The can is very, you know, it's 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 labeled as a DDH is our norm drink now, which I don't know what the DDH stands for, whatever the fuck that means. Wait, what is your saying? Like on the uh, you, like on the bottom here, oh, it's like oh, DDH is our norm. It's like drink now. I guess it's like f- uh, freshness wise, like of some sort. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, it doesn't really give a... Uh, it gives... This ale is made with layered aromatics of citrus, melon, stone fruit, and classic American hop character. All infused into this liquid love trip. Come on, dude. Why do they say stone fruit? That's such a broad... Because, like, stone fruits could be plums, right. peaches, nectarines, you know, like... That's it could, a yeah, really it could be broad. anything around that, yeah. I don't like that. No, I don't like the fact that they don't use any of the hops because you can get citra hops, melon hops, mm. but it's yeah, right, it's well, a combination of that recipe, you know. Let's but give it a taste here, whatever. But it is pretty good. Cheers! Cheers! Oh, we didn't clink anything. Yeah, sorry. Fine. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's very nice. It's fucking tasty as fuck, dude. Yeah. It's good. I'm glad we didn't clink because I was worried about spilling. Spilling, yeah, that's okay. Foreign objects, dude, from Connecticut. Tasty as fuck, Connecticut, really? Wow. And this can probably isn't even the freshest. It's probably packaged January 19th. It's about four months old. And even four months old, dude, on a hoppy. I'll take it. It's good. It's good. Um, Yeah, back to a little bit about our... our, um, our uh, fast food thing is like i just i th- i just think that once you once you reach a certain level in your life and it's got to be like 30 mm, maybe okay. even a little bit before that but it should be about 30 that you start recognizing what you put into your body oh yeah 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 you know yeah sure and it's like i understand you know and i'm a stickler too of we get drunk we need to eat you know we need to get some food and some substance Blah blah blah. Yeah. Not all you're not always prepared, you know, to to have that. But the more you prepare yourself, the better. You know, you got leftovers, you got some shit in your fridge, you got this and that. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the shit you want, you know. It's like I can really crave a fucking McDonald's hamburger. But right. it's like every time that I had that thing and I it just it didn't do it for me. It just made me feel sick. Mm-hmm. Even if I ate like Taco Bell tacos, you mm-hmm. know, or like I need like three crunchy I need three hard shell tacos, like right now. It's like it's mm-hmm. fucking ground meat in a tortilla yeah. shell that's fake. Yeah, it's, it's more fuck. just a tortilla chip, big tortilla chip. And I was trying to tell my friend Megan, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, don't go to Taco Bell. Go to El Griense. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still better. Open late. It's yeah. still open late. You can get better auth- authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's it's traditional. Mexican or Latin cuisine mm-hmm. than fucking Taco Bell. Yeah. That's yeah. not what real fucking tacos are. Like, yeah, especially you when you're in California. That. that really. Yeah. Or if you're in Redwood City or Menlo Park area where there's like an El Grande like everywhere. Everywhere. Same. You know, I'm like, dude. And some of That's them were open point. to like two, 
You know, like they well, know. East Palo Alto doesn't really have anything. East East Palo Alto is kind of a they're kind of getting revamped. They're, they're kind of on their like. We used to have a ton of shit, and there was like you know like Whiskey Gulch and all that stuff, where like there were like shootings and tons mm-hmm. of bars, and yeah, they kind of had to like wipe it clean and be like, okay, we need to revamp and figure out what's good. Mm-hmm. Backyard barbecue is awesome in East Palo Alto. Yeah, which. Is a pretty good, uh, not fast foody, but it's still like fast foody kind of. You right. know, it's it's, but it's not like a. It's not a sit down. It's not a corporate chain. It's not like a yeah. yeah. You know, it's still, you know, the meat and everything and the rice and all that shit. It's, everything's cooked there, and there's a recipe, and then you know, there's not like let's open a bag, dump it in a thing, and then serve it. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah. it's no. It's not like step one, put this into there. Step yeah. two, put that, and then move it to this station. Right. That's what I feel like. I feel like fast food, like, you know, like, I worked at Pizza Hut, you know, mm-hmm. in 96, 97, and that was what their ingredients are. Open the bag, add it to this, add yeah. flour, add water, add this bag, put the mixer on, and go. And then, okay, chop up the meat, make the dough balls, throw it in there. This is how you do it. It's a great learning experience, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, it's kind of the first level. It's like the first sure. step to life, It's or cooking, or to eating stuff. You know, it's like, that's how you make a pizza. Well, that's how you make an easy put-together pizza. That's kind of like follow the instructions. And now we're at the level where we're like, okay, I can branch out yeah. and don't follow a recipe and just kind of make something on my own yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. without, you know, yeah, like, doing Oh, that you want to be good if I make like a sauce on... Like the other day, I... Uh, what my, my It was my sister-in-law's birthday... Uh, Stormy's birthday, and she wanted some BLTs, and I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna add a little, little extra to this, and I took one of the, oh yeah, um, I took one of the heirloom tomatoes that we got, and I, I sliced it up a bit, and threw it in a like a small little pan. Put some like I put some uh, rice wine in there, just it's like nice a little acidness. And a little acid, and I uh, put some sugar and some, uh, what else did I put in? I don't remember what I put in. And I just made this kind of like, uh, heirloom tomato jam. Oh, okay. I put like some arrowroot in it to like thicken it up. Yeah, yeah. And then I put it down before I put the, the bacon on the BLTs, mm-hmm. and it just really reinforced that tomato. Cause you know, so many tomatoes you get from the store right. are just kind of water bags. Yeah, they're kind of like, yeah. So, I mean, heirloom tomatoes usually still have some flavor. So I was like, I could just make this quick sauce, and that's the thing that like people don't get. They don't get. They don't learn about. There's little small things like uh, like sauce to add to it, or a glaze, or something like that. Those those like can radically change, and are just one extra yeah. step or one little extra thing can, to do. Those are things that can make a or break a dish, you know, just just by cooking it instead. I mean, that's what a lot of those, like, what you get at, at a restaurant differs is because most people at home aren't going to, like, add that little panache on the end there. I mean, yeah. and, of course, they know exactly how to cook stuff. But yeah. one of the big things is that, like, it's learning how to use spices and just learning how the cook times. That's it. Like, yeah. that's it, uh, well, I'm, it's I'm more reading, complicated, but it's it's simple, too, in that sense. I'm reading um, Heat, Acid. Oh, yeah that, um, that, yeah. that book, that heat acid, what is it? Heat, acid, um, fat, heat, or is it acid? It's like the four different like yeah, elements. Acid, they use fat, to. heat, and salt. Mm. So, 
And I'm telling you, the chapter just on salt blow my fucking mind. Was this the same guy that did, like, the omnivore's dilemma, or? Oh, this is some, some lady. Oh, who, some lady. She worked at uh, Chez Panis in San Francisco at this mm-hmm. that really fancy restaurant, in, actually in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chez Panis, I think that's how you say it. Chez Panis. Chez Panis. But it's a, like a four-star or like a three-star Michelin. Like, it's it's fancy as fuck. Yeah, tires know how to eat. Yeah. But uh, that, absolutely, that Bobendum guy is big. He's fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Remember sh- him in Ghostbusters? Absolutely. Good. Dude, he almost fucking turned down New York City. Yeah, I don't know why he was a sailor for that, but whatever. I don't know either. They just kind of dressed him up. <laughs> and we, uh, he's, maybe it was Halloween at the, uh, in his uh, mind. Yes. yes. Yeah. Michelin Man was like, oh shit, mom, what am I going to do? What am I going to wear? Wear well, the sailor outfit. Well, you have that sailor outfit. You, you, we took pictures of you back in when you were five. And he's like, I got it still. And then the tie was too short. He's like, I don't care. I'll That's just cool. do it anyway. I'm going I'm I'm to roll with it. Fuck and then it. people started coming the marshmallow, man. He got really self-conscious for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. He was never the same after that. Never. Like, never. He's a crier. <laughs> he's a crier. But, I mean, yeah, so just learning things on, you know, and... and I. I People can get stubborn too in, in anything, but like cooking too, and you don't want to learn something because you think you kind of know it already. Yeah. It's like I kind of had to realize or recognize and just take everything in as like somebody would be teaching me something. You know, it's like, sure. it's like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and kind of like, I want to learn it rather than being like, no, 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 I got it. I know how to do it. It's like, I sort of know how to do it, but there's more to it. Yeah. And this I- book is definitely helping with that and helping me understand that process because it's, it's like, I don't work as a chef. I don't work in a restaurant. It's yeah. like I kind of just don't, I'm a home cook and I just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But learning things from like Rob or oh, even yeah. from you or, you know, whatever, like being like, oh, I, you know, I added this or this is kind of I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of a cool dish. Like even if you're good at something. Was it you and I that made the baking pancakes? We did make those. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, That was really simple, but, you know, it worked out. But it, well. regardless, you know, it, it was pretty simple, but it was mm-hmm. like something that, you know, we didn't, we haven't done that before. Yeah. And we're just like, all right, let's, let's take it to a different level and see yes. how it would work out. And it fucking was awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of going back to like what I was talking about earlier about like, you know, um, having bad things happen is, is good. Like some, yeah. Sure, I'll have a shitty meal a couple times while I'm learning how to cook, but exactly. I don't need to be happy all the time. I don't need to be like orgasming in my mouth. Um, if I were so flexible, but like I just don't exactly. need Yoga. all that to be happening all the time. I can have a shitty time and and learn from that and do something different after well, that. Well, that's the thing. You're you're gonna eat shit uh, a lot of times and fall on your face. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you can't ollie on a skateboard right away you can't bunny hop on a bike right away you can't do wheelies right away it's like shit is everything in life is practice and we should all be i hate to say we all should be doing we shouldn't do whatever fuck you want but i want to you know we should just be learning you know i want to learn all the time you know all the time and just do more of it you know and then just try to kind of like you know, fall on my face and, and something fucking sucks. You know, like I said, you like there could be four meals out of you know ten that suck, or nine meals out of ten that suck. And you're like, this last one was fucking awesome. I try to like I try to cook for Laura a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and I do and I do it well. But like, there's some dishes that I'm like, man, that was good. And she's like, nah, eh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. 
But she's the type of person that will just take sriracha and go yeah. and fucking pour sriracha sauce all over before something. Before tasting Before it. tasting anything. And I'm like, ah, you ruined everything. Yeah. She's like, is this not spicy enough? I'm like, not. you're overpowering it. It needs to have everything. You need to be able to taste right. this with that rather than just all I taste is hotness. You right. Know? There's certain things that, yeah, you can fucking squeeze that shit on there and be fucking fine. But, yeah, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, that's kind of uh, a, a frustrating thing when you see someone just like immediately put like pepper or salt on someone's food that they made. Like, I get how that you know a lot of people won't worry about that. A lot of people, oh, I know my taste buds. I'm going. To, I'm gonna need yeah. this. It's like, no, dude. Like, just try it first and always spice after, unless you're the person that made it and you know, like, I didn't put shit in here. You know, like just I could even tell you. I could be like, you know what? I've ma- and I've made some soups. You know, and not every, and, not, and I've tried to make some soups or some other stuff that I'm like, I'm trying to really impress this person, or I yeah. really want this to come out good. So this, but I'm, there's some that have come out like way too spicy, and I'm just sure. like, fuck. You know, I'm like, but Laura's gonna love it, but this other person, yeah, <laughs> probably not gonna fucking like it. You know, or I've made it to where it's not enough salt. You know, mm-hmm. or it's gonna, I'm like, mm, you might want to add a little salt to it. Taste yeah. it first, obviously, but. This one's a little low in the sodium kind of category, and I, I forget a lot of times actually. Yeah, it's all well because I'm just getting into other things like it's a big like it. It's a layered. You do it well. It's like a, a lot. It's a big deal when like reading this book, man. It's a just reading a chapter on salt. Right. It's fucking amazing, and it's so interesting. Like making dishes or how to use salt, mm-hmm. and like. The the lady was like, oh, you know, the the first time I like gave, you know, I was making a dish and I make it some polenta or something, mm. right? And and she was like, you know, I added like a little bit of salt and and had the chef try it and he's like, it needs more salt. <laughs> so yeah. she, she's like, oh, so I add a little bit more and like, you know, she's like, I kept getting really sad about it and he's like, add a little bit more salt and he comes over and just picks a handful up of salt and just fucking dumps it in like handful. A handful of salt. She's like, ah, like freaked out. <laughs> and he's like, trust me, it's going to be fucking good. And then learning that you need salt. And when you say that, mm-hmm. it's like boiling pasta just in general. Mm-hmm. You know, you salt the water. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind how much salt you need. Yeah, right. You, you just do a couple more. of shakes. Yeah. You're like, oh, I just needs a little bit of shake. No, no, no. It well, needs a handful ooh, of fucking genius. salt. It should taste like the ocean. Mm, that's crazy talk. Read the book. Well, I, just I, the I know, I'm just saying. But I'm no, like, but that's like what people don't understand about salt. Salt is so... Because even boiling pasta, mm-hmm. you're getting rid of most of that salt. It's just cooking into the pasta. Mm-hmm. It's going to give that pasta so much flavor that... So they went down to like the, the chemical changes or like... Yeah, they know. did everything. They did like... You know, uh, so it loses some X Y Z. Yeah, it loses it this. You use it. You want to keep a spoonful for some sauce too, because it's going to add more. Like they did, like chemical breakdown. Yeah. Like, uh, when to use it? What to salt with? What actually other things have salt in it? Cheese has salt in it. So if you're making a dish, combines with this and that, you want to use this much salt because it's going to mm-hmm. have this too. Always taste, 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 taste as you're making a dish. Yeah. You know, you're, there's a re- you follow recipes, but there should be at a point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 there no. should be a point in your life where you just don't follow any recipes, and you know 
salt, acid, fat, and heat. Yeah. And that's all the things you need to know to create any dish anywhere. And, you know, using that formula, it's, it's, it was pretty good. And I talked to a lot of chefs and they were like, that's a really good book. And mm. people need to like read that. And I watched her thing on Netflix and I was like, oh, this is a really cool show. Oh, yeah, that's this, where I saw that. This four right. episodes. Um, I think four episodes and it's like an hour long, like hour long each episode. And it's just, she's so knowledgeable about food and just so mm. with these elements. And I guess even when she brought it to other people, we're just like, uh, she was like, oh, I didn't know that it was just like salt, acid, fat, and heat. And they're like, all the other chefs were like, duh. And you're like, <laughs> well, nobody fucking tells you that when you're just like a home cook or whatever. You're like, I'm not trying to be a chef or anything. I just want to make good food. Yeah. You know, I'm just, you know, I don't want to be a chef at a fucking four-star restaurant. I just want to make good food that make my family and my friends happy. That's it. You and, know? Yeah. And me happy too. Exactly. Yeah, like- and myself. Yeah. I'm like proud to cook and be like, dude, this fucking came off top notch. Right. I want to know how to make things that I liked eating yeah. somewhere else. Exactly. I mean, guess right. like a, a lot of like starting out cooking was no, learning how to make it taste good to you. That yeah. doesn't mean it tastes like what the other place made it, how the other place made it. Yes. Or tastes great to somebody else. You know, it's like, yeah. like I said, everybody has their own taste buds and even a smoker, their salt intake is really high because mm-hmm. they can't taste it that well. Mm-hmm. Their taste buds get shitty over time sure sure you know so like the amount of salt they add is a lot Hmm. but at the same time you could learn about salt and how to use it as just a normal regular person you know even if you're a smoker whatever but like still just by like tasting adding tasting adding you know realize how much salt that you actually need for certain things Mm. so it's kind of it's it's fun it's a good book i would recommend it um you want to take a break yeah sure let's take a break because it's been about an hour so uh we'll move on to the next round next round after this all right we'll see you guys later and that is it for round one thank you guys for tuning into the podcast if you guys are on apple uh please go give me a five-star review or a whatever fucking review you want to give me help me get up if you like what you hear bump up the stats you know, I need to get in the game, I guess. I don't know. I don't really care. But it'd be nice to get some more reviews and some more stats. You know, help me with the feedback, what you guys love about the show, what you don't like about the show, um, anything like that. Um, thanks to Palo Alto Brewing Company. Um, thanks to Ale Arsenal in San Carlos, the Rosen Crown in Palo Alto. Uh Jane's Beer Store and Mountain View, and the Willow Market in Menlo Park. All great places to get great beer and meet great people. Um, so yeah, I think that's it for this week. Talk to you guys next week when we do round two with Steven. All right, until then, late. Mm-hmm.